Welcome to Yogini Secrets. In this podcast, I seek to explore the ancient wisdom of holistic health and share the very best secrets to help you experience health, wellness, and self-efficacy in your longevity. I'll interview wellness thought leaders. Listen as we explore holistic practices and the connections to nature. I am so excited to present a colleague and just, um, I'm a big admirer of, of Laura Solomon. She is now an author and she you know, in her career, she was a nurse practitioner and um, also practiced functional medicine. And her story is truly inspirational. She has gone through so much in her life to get to this point and is now using her life to help heal others out of their own wounds that they may be carrying into wisdom. And that is the name of her book, Wounds to Wisdom. She embodies this practice that she teaches as well as guiding groups into uh, a, a place of healing and acceptance. And she's doing magical work in the world. She's been, um, she's worked with many, many different uh, famous people and uh, one of my biggest things that I love about Laura is she has included ongoing professional development throughout her life and I want you to enjoy her so without further ado I would like to present the interview with Laura Solomon thank you so much for being here enjoy Hello. Hi, Laura. Welcome. It's so good to hear your voice. Thank you. It's so good to hear your sweet, soft voice. <laughs> You're so sweet. Oh, my gosh. I was so delighted that you agreed to do this. Thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yay. I, um, you know, I just want to share that I wanted to 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 connect with you because you've been such an inspiration to me as we went through um, our program together. I got to know you and really just loved your energy. And then when I started listening to your podcast, the Sacred Rebellion podcast with Kim, mm -hmm. right? Kim Andrick. Yeah. I, I just felt like I got to know you and I was, <laughs> it was so amazing. I love your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, as you know, podcasts can be a lot of work, um, but it's also a lot of fun and you get to connect and have very nice conversations that you may not have otherwise. So I, like I was saying, I just, I love your podcast. Like I have, I've kept up with every single episode. I may be your biggest fan. I <laughs> do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. And, and I really appreciate all every episode, the feedback. And um, yeah, it was great. And I, and so now yours is just getting started. Yes. So I decided, you know, I feel like I'm finding my voice mm -hmm. as a healer in the world and just stepping into the role of an entrepreneur. 
it's exciting. And I feel like the path just keeps widening and, and, and I love it. So I, I wanted to try this because I feel like conversations are, are so wonderful for people to learn lessons from. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and especially conversations between women. Absolutely. Healthy conversations um, where we, you know, lift each other up, draw each other out. It's, it's just so fabulous. I, the things that I love about your podcast is the dynamic quality from episode to episode. Oh, you're... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you're really exposing a lot of interesting um, facets to healing in our world that I don't think everyone are you know, not people that I know are privy to. Um, it yeah. feels kind of edgy. I don't know. Is that the rebellion? Good. I mean, I mean, we, we wanted it to be a rebellion. So you have to have a little edginess in your rebellion, right? <laughs> exactly. I, I want to find a soft, easy, gentle rebellion where we don't ruffle any feathers. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. Well, there is some gentleness still. I, I feel like there's, there's always some softness in your conversations, which I think are what are so appealing to me. But I, I wanted to ask you, how do you and Kim know each other? And how, how did you guys decide to start that? We met through a women's, um, basically a, a support group. And I was initially her mentor in that group. And we worked together through a program for a while. And then okay. through that, our friendship evolved. And, you know, and we continued on a spiritual path. And what we noticed is, especially in the world of plant medicine, psychedelics, is a lot of those conversations were being had by men. Mm -hmm. And we realized that women, when they come to psychedelics, plant medicine, have they come to it for different reasons and they have different concerns and different questions and different conversations. So we wanted to, that was probably one of the biggest reasons why we, we started it. And then, of course, we didn't want it to be all about psychedelics plant medicines just about mm -hmm. healing in general so it expanded from there but that was probably the first thing we would listen to all these great podcasts and we we're like this is great but wh where are the women why you know we know women are interested in this mm -hmm. why aren't they part of this conversation exactly yeah it is it's very true I feel like what I know of plant medicine are from my younger years, mm -hmm. you know, where I experimented with it and it was usually involving like a rock concert. <laughs> it was very um, yang energy, you know, like mm -hmm. really like blasting your brain open. So I love <laughs> the context that you know, I was on Instagram and there's, you know, you can do this virtually, which I think it's fascinating. I, I feel like you've just sort of illuminated something to me that um, it's just going to be growing and growing, right? Yeah. You mean the plant medicine ceremony virtually? So it's not, so they're framing it in um, therapy. So it's not as a ceremony. It's, a, okay. there's an app where you can purchase it and then you have um, three consultations or it's, it's very therapeutic in more of a wow. conventional sense. I know I was blown away by it. I was like, whoa, it's based and in this Colorado. this is on Instagram? <laughs> I'm sorry? It's on Instagram, you said? It popped up on my Instagram feed. And I kind of walked through it just to see, oh, what is this? Because, yeah. you know, I know you. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll, I'll send you okay. the link to the checkout because, you know, it's so funny what pops up on Instagram. But yeah. I, you started, so you tell us a little bit about, about what you are doing now, and then we can work backwards. Okay. About your groups that you're leading and yeah. So like everything, it's an evolution, right? As we evolve, what we're doing evolves. Mm -hmm. And what I'm introducing at this point is I'm, I'm just finishing a book, my first book. Mm -hmm. My last. Yeah. My my mother turned 81 on Monday and I told her I was writing a book and she was like, Oh, what's it about? (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I said, well, you know, it's about my life. And then later my, she talked to my daughter and my daughter called me. It, my daughter's 24. She said, grandmom said she hopes you don't write anything bad in, in the book. <laughs> and I told her, I think it's the whole point. I was like, yeah, there's no point in telling a story and not telling the whole story, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's one of the things that I'm doing. I'm finishing that up. I'm almost done with my first rough draft. And then starting launching or introducing a, a year-long program working, I think it's mostly going to be with women. I wouldn't rule men out, but I think that's just really who's going to be attracted to this work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are women who are probably from external view look very successful, like they have it all together. They are successful in a career or in a long-term marriage or relationship, but Mm -hmm. they feel like something's missing. Like they're like, okay, is this all there is? You know, I feel like I have a life purpose or there was a purpose bigger than this or more than this. Um, Yeah. And so those seems to be the, the types of women that are attracted to doing the kind of deeper work that I do. They've probably mm-hmm. had some counseling and, you know, I've gone down that road, maybe have read some about plant medicine and plant medicine is part of what I do, but it's certainly not the centerpiece. A lot mm-hmm. of the, you know, yeah. So that, that is um, what I'm introducing and that will be mostly online and then also some in-person retreats that I'll be facilitating. Yeah. Yeah. So- this, but this is what you've been doing this past year, right? So what I've been doing the past year is right. I developed something called the here. Well, I didn't develop the hero's journey, right? That right, was, right. <laughs> but I used that framework to take people through a um, a month of preparing for ceremony, and then a ceremony, and then a month of integration, mm-hmm. and doing that in small groups, I and it was that. amazing. Doing that in a religious ceremony type setting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it has been very powerful and and awesome. And I'll probably I still do some of that, but I'm just changing it up. I find that the people that I really like working with and the people that I get the most out of it, they want more after the two months are over. Oh, so and I'm like, okay, they want more. I want I want to give more. I want to go more. So let's let's mm-hmm. do more. And um, yeah, guys, so that's what inspired me to, to create it as a year long so we can just relax mm-hmm. and really go deep and, you know, go through the layers and the complexity and, um, and have some fun. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. I, yeah. So I too found, um, you know, I had kind of a two month immersion program, but what I was finding is, you know, you, it really takes a year. It takes four seasons to really reset the body, mm-hmm. reset your habits completely, and I love that you're 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 expanding that to yeah. go deeper. That's brilliant. Yes, and it's it's all been just responding to what people want. 
You know, mm -hmm. even the, the two month program, I, I realized because some of my mentors, they would do, you know, just bring people through a ceremony and there wasn't a container around it. And I, I was like, mm -hmm. that doesn't feel right to me. People are not adequately prepared or adequately supported after. Right. And um, so, you know, everything has been an evolution of what, what do I see that people need responding to a need mm. of, of what they're wanting and needing and women so many women seem to be kind of waking up, stepping into their power and need to be held, yes. need to be seen and held and supported in that in a way that our mothers couldn't for a variety of mm -hmm. reasons, or maybe, you know, society hasn't been able to. So there's this kind of, I want to be visible, but I want to still be invisible because being invisible is safe. You know, mm -hmm. so there's this kind of push pull, like I'm ready to step out in the world, but oh gosh, I'm scared, <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> I like, am raising my hand over here. It's like an incubator <laughs> of, okay, spread your wings, you know, like mm -hmm. hatch out of that egg, spread your wings, flutter around, fly around, strut your stuff, get comfortable. Now you can be, you know, kind of, kind of released into, onto, unleashed onto the world now. So this feels like, that's what I've needed. And that's what I, mm -hmm. you know, the women that have been attracted to my work have been, that's what they say to me. And they, they're just, a lot of them are at that crossroads. The kids are getting older, moving out, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they're, and they're at this, okay, now it's my turn. Yes. What do I want? You know, what do I want my legacy to be? You know, what do I mm -hmm. want my grandchildren? What do I want to, what, how do I want to change the world for my grandchildren? Yes. Oh, yes. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, and also at this point in their lives, there's so much wisdom that yes. the world needs yes. to have released and you're helping to facilitate that. That's yeah. Really and I'm just, I'm, I'm also walking through it myself, you know, because there's <laughs> this, okay, which path am I going to take? I'm going to, uh, am I going to, you know, invest myself in, Botox and fillers and coloring my hair and not that any of those things are, are necessarily wrong. I'm just saying mm -hmm, it, it's mm -hmm. like, do I try to stay younger or do I really dive deep into these wisdom years and what is the value there? And that is something I think even with the women's movement, you know, that it, it accomplished a lot, but it still didn't leave a whole lot of, mm -hmm. you know, role models for how to embrace aging. Uh, I completely agree with you. I am, I am also circling myself around this particular idea because I feel like the women of the, of our culture have done so much. There's, there've been so many strides while they've had to step back to, to handle things, nurture people, deal with life. And, I feel like our culture just really hasn't had that step forward with aging where we really value the grace of a woman who is aging gracefully. I, I, I'm thinking about that a lot right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, and to be excited about it, you know, to mm -hmm. not be like, Oh, it's to be like, wow, this is the best part of my life thing. I made it. I'm excited. This is awesome. You know, it's like, yeah. I, raised my kids I've done that I've you know I've I've done everything society told me I had to do now it's my turn yes 
I love it. I love yes. it. I love that you're yes. experimenting with that because you, because mm-hmm. um, honey, you look good. Thank I you. <laughs> I see you in your Instagram. I'm like, who is that woman on the boat? Like, yeah, wow, yeah. how yeah. old is she? She looks yeah. like yeah it's so um it's so empowering to see women who are strong and vital and looking healthy and beautiful you know it doesn't always have to be related to youthfulness it's funny because my daughters like most young women obsess about their weight and neither of them really you know but they just do they they obsess about their appearance like Mm -hmm. a lot of women like I have and a lot of women have and when I told them, I said, I'm going to stop coloring my hair. And, and then I, for me, it was kind of a big deal. Yeah. And um, they were like, what, whatever, mom, you know, like, who cares, <laughs> you know? And, and so, <laughs> and then I said something to my other daughter. She goes, mom, I didn't even know women in their 50s had silver hair or gray hair. <laughs> and I was like, okay, don't you think that that is a challenge since most women in their, you know, 40s mm-hmm. and 50s do? And that 20-some-year-olds don't even know that. It's true. We, we hide it so well. So it's just, it's just one example of, of, of embracing that. And, um, yeah, and just that whole chapter. And then, the, and the, you know, my background is as a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. So I come at it straight from, straight through the body. Like, what's going on in the body? And I spent eight years working in a hormone replacement clinic. Wow. And so I had that conversation with women every day about, okay, I'm in this chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. How can you make, essentially they were like, how can you, you know, turn back the clock or make the clock stop? That's what they were asking for. Right. We all wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cause it was so good. Right. And you've got the wisdom. Why can't you also have those youthful experiences too? I- it's, yes. It is. So how did you guide them? Because I, I, everyone has a different path with hormone replacement or, you know, having more soy in their diet or, you know. Yeah. Well, in that setting, I was. How do I say this? I wouldn't guide a woman now the way I guided a woman then mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. women were coming to me for hormone replacement. They were not coming right. to me for guidance on options really they had already decided that was what they were choosing does that make sense oh so in that setting it was you know bioidentical lowest effective dose and managing symptoms and and um you know there's still you know a big contingency that women should do hormone replacement and do it for the rest of their life and that you know that we've artificially prolonged our life Mm-hmm. with modern medicine and that we, you know, I have a different perspective on it now because if you go mm-hmm. way back into the history, you realize that women actually used to live a lot longer. I mean, so now we're yes. going on into deeper topics here, but um, that that's not necessarily true. And, I, and I'm still in the, you know, I'm curious about how the, how the, you know, and Egypt and Greece and, and mm-hmm. women thousands of years ago, what they did really do, you know, and what that mm-hmm. culture was like around it. And, and I'm still learning about that myself. Are you, so you're, you're studying this? Yeah. I'm just curious about it. Yeah. yeah like, no, that's what, fabulous. <laughs> like yeah. how did, you know, what, what, how did we get, it's like, it's like everything got medicalized, right? So of yeah. course, childbirth, 
didn't, you know, for most of our history as humans, it wasn't a medicalized experience. And then it became medicalized. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then it seems like this transition for women also became medicalized. You know, it's like, it's a problem and we need to, you know, so I just feel like there's another way that I'm, I'm still exploring. um, Mm. And it's all about the positive aspects. Absolutely. There are, I mean, in, so I, you know, I study Ayurveda and in the Vedas, Mm -hmm. in the Vedas, it's, it's written that, you know, we have the capacity to live to 120 years old. Mm -hmm. So, and these were, these were texts written, you know, some say 5,000 years ago. So what, so what happened? Where did we lose those years? You know, cause not, it's very rare that you hear of people living over 100 yeah it does it does happen but 120 like no I don't hear that very much at all well part of it is that we don't really know our history I mean you're studying these ancient texts right Mm 5,000 years ago but most of what we learn in school is Mm -hmm. you know maybe the the last 200 years we're not we don't really learn our our true human history. Yes, it's true because, you know, what I am uh, sharing with you was around the hunter-gatherer mm-hmm. time where they were starting to get more established and organized. But, the, you know, having a society, communities, there is some loss I see, you know, with disease and you know, we could go. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I'm not I'm not one of those people says, oh, you know, it was the good old days were all better. And we should just go back and like, mm-hmm. I don't, that's not the way forward. Mm-hmm. But it's also to recognize that some of the things that we thought were, you know, advancements, really mm-hmm. had a dark side in this, you know, and certainly conventional healthcare in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, is one is an example and it was it last year or the year before for the first time in decades the life expectancy went down yes and it was went down for women Mm -hmm. and they were saying it was because of um drug overdose my god yeah so so that's something very deep in you know and you like to point fingers oh it's you know it's this person's fault or that you know I think it's Mm -hmm, collectively mm -hmm. collectively we created something and we created some solutions but we created some problems Mm -hmm. at the same time and just like you said the mere fact that at one point we were living to be 120 (laughs) Mm -hmm. and now you know if someone is 80 years old and still able to drive a car it seems like a big deal I know. (laughs) Or not, maybe not 80, but 90, right? I mean. Mm -hmm. Right. I, so something that I just love what you're exploring here is um, just that touchstone of how we can consider the human capacity, you know, like beyond what we know in our own history from the past 200 years and I love hearing that you're studying the ideas of Greece and Egypt. Yeah, I, um, someone told me this, and I haven't explored this, but she said that the um, Greek goddesses mm-hmm. were 
able to time travel. I know this is getting really weird, but but that no, they no, were no, they I were able it. they were able to do something with time mm-hmm. and have an impact on time and immortality and and I I just think there's a lot there. That's beautiful. Um, you know, I agree with you. I mean, this is something that I I study right now about consciousness and just that uh, ability to um to really transcend where we are in our space and time and connect with others through the plane of consciousness. Um, I've been reading and studying this and it's very possible to, you know, to consider that that would have been possible as time travel through meditation and higher states of, of consciousness. That's just my personal. (laughs) Well, I, I agree that I believe we are multidimensional beings that most of the time Mm -hmm. we're not aware of those other dimensions, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh I love this I'm and so that juicy. our ancestors you know not all of them but some knew how to travel through those dimensions mm-hmm. and yes so I think I think the biotechnology that we call human humans we are capable mm-hmm. it's just we haven't been told we're capable we haven't been trained right. on how to do it um, but I do think that the ability is there I think I know it is. Yeah, it is. Do you, so bringing this back to the plant medicine, do you feel that that is one facet of plant medicine? Is that a connection with an ancestral data that's stored in our bodies or? Yes. So, so a couple of things here. One, there's actually an an, an excellent book called the um, immortality key Mm. that a gentleman, I can't, um, he, I know he's an attorney. Mm-hmm. He has a very long last name, but anyway, it's the immortality key. It's on Amazon. <laughs> okay. But the, the, um, he was I actually found out about him. He was on CNN because essentially, the, the what he was able to show in his research is that the communion mm-hmm. that they were using that that they were using in Greece was actually um, psychedelic plants. And that they were basically crossing over into other dimensions Mm -hmm. and connecting with the spirit world that way using psychedelic plants. Right. And, and so my, my personal experience and when I've worked with other people is that it, uh, and I have the most experience with psilocybin is that it opens those so all the veils or, or blockages or whatever has happened in our brain that we don't have access to that mm-hmm. for a brief period of time, all that goes away and okay. you can, people can remember past, you know, in the right set setting with the right support can remember, actually remember past lifetimes. I, I had a woman that did a journey just um, a couple of weeks ago. She was actually a fellow nurse practitioner and right, right when the medicine, the psilocybin came into her system, she looked down at her arm and she said, I can see ancient writing. And it's, it was all over her arm and she could see it. Wow. She said, there's a code. She said, there's a code written on my arm. Amazing. I know. <laughs> no, that's fascinating. I, I don't know. Cause I mean, what the, tr- it's like some level of truth is coming through. Yeah. And the truth is in the body. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, what both of us do in our work is that we, 
encourage practices and lead practices and guide practices that bring people back into their body mm-hmm. because plant medicine is just one way to take a deep, deep dive into your body. It's yes. certainly not the only way. I mean, breath work, meditation, different types of energy work, you know, anything, mm-hmm. all of those things can be roads that lead you into the body. Yes. yes. Into that deep are- place. A lot of modalities. The thing that I like about what you're doing um, with plant medicine is that for some, you know, it's the shortcut. <laughs> yes. And it can really offer that electric, that electrifying jolt to really bring them forward quickly. So that that's a lot of power. And that is... Um, some amazing work that you're doing in a delicate way. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that um, psilocybin is very, is safe. Yeah. As far as the substance goes, it's probably safer than, you know, microwave popcorn, you know, if you think about what's in it, right? <laughs> right. But, um, if, if a person is not psychologically, spiritually ready for, a big cat, a catalyst, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then it could, it could just end up being a pleasant, a pleasant distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly people like college, right. You had an experience yeah. that it was, it was recreational. And, and a lot of people that I work with have had a recreational experience at one time. Mm-hmm. And, and this is pre, you know, coming about at it intentionally, and mm-hmm. you know and very well prepared and then with support after is a very different um opportunity to to have you know it's a mm-hmm. it's a catalyst right i look at it as a catalyst you know it, it and a catalyst can shake things up and move things around and then if you have the right support then you can start to really reinforce those new neural pathways and have some real lasting change but not it's- everybody who does mushrooms, you know, mm-hmm. becomes enlightened, right? <laughs> no, it, well, if you don't have a guide <laughs> or someone to facilitate, you know, a healing journey like you're doing, yeah, it can be a beautiful distraction, a nice yeah. little escape. A nice little um, escape. And, you know, there is a lot of controversy with, so the the research that's being done with maps and, um, Johns Hopkins, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's great because it's bringing legitimacy and it's yes. showing this, the research and there's this concern, then it's going to get medicalized. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for example, the last I heard that the price tag on the way that they're doing the research, which is counseling every week. Right. And then, and then two ceremonies and then, no, I'm sorry. It's three ceremonies. The maps, I'm, I'm talking here about the maps protocol for MDMA and the one that they have mm-hmm. for psilocybin is similar, but it's three, it's a three month program counseling every week. And then a, a, a medicine experience once a month. And at each one of these experiences, there is a um, psychiatrist and mm-hmm. a therapist. So you have two licensed people there. The mm-hmm. price tag on that is about thirty thousand dollars. Right. Oh my God, that's very exclusive. Yeah. So that is the downside of it becoming medicalized. Is that yeah. then, um, you know, it's it, it's at it, it's 
it's accessible, but it's not accessible. You know, it's just mm -hmm. a different, it's a different barrier. Like mm -hmm. now we have the barrier that it's illegal. And then that would be, you know, an, a barrier of an expense. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think there's a way where, you know, humans have been using this in ceremony with support for thousands of years. It doesn't have to be this whole right. medicalized drama. Right. Um, at the same time, the right support is needed. And, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, I see both sides. I see the side of not wanting to just make it a free for all. And then I see the side of not wanting to make it this medicalized, outrageously mm -hmm. expensive experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, not everything has to go through um, the pharmacy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the pharmacy in my, on my block is overloaded. They can't handle the, the demand. So it doesn't have to go through an industry that, you know, to now, and it, but as you can imagine, there are, you know, investors now, they see what's coming and, and yeah. what happened with cannabis, right? It got yes. completely commercialized overnight. Right. Yes. And, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if there's anything that can that we can do to stop that from happening to psilocybin. Mm -hmm. But um, it's fascinating. Yeah. How, so, Laura, let me just ask you. So you are a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. How did you what? took you down the path to functional medicine and then leading to this, this project that you have, that you're developing here? Um, well, so I, I've kind of always been, I would say like a deep diver, like whatever mm -hmm. the topic was, I'm going to go deep on it because I want to understand it. I want to know it. And I was, um, when I became my, my, my two favorite games when I was a kid were hospital and library. <laughs> so what kid likes to play library and a hospital like that those are my two favorite things so it's like when I finally made it to nursing school I was like oh my god I get to be in the hospital and the library every day I'm so happy like I felt like I was home but then mm -hmm. you know when I got out and I started to see the healthcare system and, I, and one of my first papers was like I was like a year into my education and I wrote this whole paper about how the healthcare system was messed up and it just couldn't go on the way it was going. Mm -hmm. like 30 years later, it's still going. <laughs> so I thought, it's it, worse I than thought ever. 30 years ago, oh, this is going, this can't continue. Right. So whatever. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But then I, so I had a sister who was 16 months younger than me. Mm -hmm. And so I watched her decline and do the misdiagnosis and pharmaceuticals. And mm -hmm. she eventually died in the hospital. Oh. And so there, that was, you know, very impactful for me. And then we both, mm -hmm. so not to get into my childhood, but we grew up sure. in this kind of chronically terrifying, violent environment. And it affected mm -hmm. her in one way that she kind of went more towards collapse and escape. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I went into... I'm going to, you know, learn about it and be intellectual about it and scientific about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I had dealt with anxiety and depression, but I, and I had managed those, but then I started to develop chronic physical pain. Okay. And after I developed that and I was going from doctor to doctor and they were try this medicine, try that. And I was like, like nobody could figure out what it was mm -hmm. or what to do for me. And so yeah. 
a, a turning point for me. I, I, went, I took a meditation class and my teacher handed me a book of cassette, I mean, a bag of cassette tapes. Um, and it was Carolyn Mace, Anatomy of the Spirit on cassette. And do you wow. know that book? I don't know that book. So she is a medical intuitive and she, the book is all about how energy, the bioenergy mm-hmm. creates illness in our body and how to heal the energy needs to be flowing. So I had never really heard anybody talk about energy in the body mm-hmm. or this was anything I learned about in school, but there was something about that that made sense to me. And I was like, this this makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. finally, I have something I can sink my teeth into, and this makes sense. So in getting into that and, and going down that path, I eventually recovered. And then I went back into healthcare. I was trying to bring that into healthcare. And as you can imagine, it didn't mm-hmm. really fit very well. <laughs> and then I found out about functional medicine, which is root cause medicine. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. they, these people understand root cause. They're going to, I'm going to do this. So after several years, several thousand dollars, I was functional medicine certified, <laughs> but they still, you know, and they, they actually recognize that we are energetic spiritual beings. I mean, they would mm-hmm. talk about it. Like there was this matrix we would talk about and it was there, at least it was there on the matrix where in conventional medicine, it's not even there, mm-hmm. but still, you know, 95% of what we learned and did in there was nothing to do with the energy body, nothing to do with really what was going on emotionally, spiritually with people. Wow. So so then I come out of that and I'm like, okay, now I have all this knowledge. I can order thousands of dollars worth of tests and I can send people home with, you mm-hmm. know, $700 worth of supplements and a list of foods that they can't eat. And I could see that it was their energy. I could, it was like, I right. could see it. I could see it. I could feel it. Like I knew it. It's like, and so I would try to talk to people, you know, well, you know, what's going on or what are your beliefs about this? And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what kind of, and some people were really open and responsive and some weren't, and the environment really wasn't conducive to that, you know, mm-hmm. but the time constriction and, and all of that. So anyway, yeah. uh, that was, you know, so it was really in my own frustration and figuring out how can I really work with people at the level where I know this is really coming from and stop doing the, the, the whack-a-mole band-aid approach because the functional medicine, you know, okay, yeah, we're doing a diet cha- changes and supplements instead of pharmaceuticals and, you know, but it's still not getting to the root cause, you know? Mm. So, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it's funny. I have a woman that I've been working with she followed me. So she, she worked with me there. And then I knew the minute she walked in, she was like, Oh, I have stomach issues. And I want to have, I think I have this SIBO and I want this test. And I knew, I knew that's what I knew that wasn't what was wrong with. I like, I knew it, but I couldn't say it. Okay. You know, I, I would in that environment, I was like, I don't think that's what's going on with you. I think this is, you know, your, your spirit is speaking to you through your body and, you know, that you need, and, and that would not have gone over well. Are you still there? Um, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. We'll oh. Kind of work through it. But with this patient, you knew that wasn't. Yeah. Her. So then she eventually, um, came to me for plant medicine and in mm-hmm. the plant medicine ceremony, 
it, you know, the energetic issues were, were revealed mm-hmm. and now I'm continuing to work with her. So it's like finally being able to work with people and do what I knew I needed to do all along, but I really wasn't in the right setting to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so brilliant. I, I love that you're, that you're in the setting now to share yeah. this, this, um, this wisdom and this, yeah. even, and, you know, and I don't have to hold back. Like I used to be like mm-hmm. dance around it, hint around it. And now I'm just like out there with it right from the beginning. And if, if that doesn't resonate, there's no hard feelings, you know, <laughs> it's like, right. it's like, it's not for everybody. Not everybody is, you know, this isn't everyone's path and that's okay, but I don't have to try to, you know, fit myself into a framework that's just not, not what I believe in at the oh. end of the day. Yeah. It, well, to me, I feel like after hearing this, I just love hearing your story. It's, you're really carving your own path. Um, like, you know, you know, this energy work, it's inside of you. Like you're able to see it. Not, not everyone is able to see the energy stagnation or, just any kind of um, any kind of energy that is stalled. I yes. see. I've seen that for so many years, and I didn't really have a modality to express it myself. Yeah, I think I think you know it's one of those things. We're all energetically sensitive, so I think we. I mean, that's just a fact. We are mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. picking up energy constantly, so so we're all tuned into that. But knowing how to take that information and do something useful with it, what most people do is they ignore it or they suppress it or they numb out from it or, yes. or um, it comes out sideways in some way. But learning how to like, have the discipline to see, oh, this is what's going on and I'm going to use this in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you've got your, you've got your space to do this work. <laughs> Because yes. the world really needs you, you know. I, I think embodied practices. Um, so I work with the modality of yoga, and I have really seen uh, my clients transform, you know, through body motion and movement, and that has been transformative for the people that I work with and for myself as well. It was a healing modality for myself. So. I just want to salute you for the work that you're doing. I, I think it's important. And I know you have connections around the country, right? Like you're based, how can people find you? Yeah. So I have a website, laurasolomon.com. Yeah. Okay. We'll put all this the in the show way. notes. Yes. And um, that's probably the best way. And as um, I, I introduce my next um, offering to the world, I will mm-hmm. be, you know, putting that out there on the website and, and through email. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So that's probably the best way. I'm, I'm also on social, I mean, I'm on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and I haven't been doing a whole lot with those. I've, I've been, I've been doing a lot of writing the last several months, but that's going to change once the book is launched and I can, I can invest yeah. more oh my time gosh. and energy into that. Yes. Have you, so have you written like this before? Have you written a book before? I have been writing since I was 11 years old and I okay. still have my journals from then. Oh. Yeah. And, um, I haven't kept all my journals because a lot of my journals was just 
stuff nobody would ever want to see or read, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> including me. And uh, I'm but the same way. So, but I've always writing has always been um, one of my modalities for mm -hmm. processing, and books have. <laughs> You know, I feel like God has spoken to me through books over and over and over again. So, yes. you know, both both reading and writing have been such a big part of my life that that yeah. So the, the writing, but I, the challenge is is to put it all together in a cohesive way that is consumable. Mm -hmm. You know, most mm -hmm. of my writing. There's a big difference between writing for myself and writing for someone else. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm working through that and learning to write for other people, not just myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, you know, you're such a great leader. I mean, I think that just through your leadership, your organizational style will really shine through. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so excited about what you're doing for women and um, I can't wait to read your book <laughs> yeah. and I have to come. So my family live in Tennessee, so I'm uh -huh. going to extend my trip one of these years yes, and I come and that. visit you. Where are they in Tennessee? <laughs> they, so I grew up in a little town called Charleston mm -hmm. and they are all still around there. Not too far from there. What is um, it near? So it's between Chattanooga and Knoxville. Okay. So it's I'm sort of, Tennessee Valley. Yeah. I'm going to be in Greenville, Tennessee for Chris, uh, for Thanksgiving. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. That's so lovely. It's so yeah. pretty there. I, I loved growing up there. I have a very, I have some synergy with your childhood and mm. my, in its own little flavor. It was a mm -hmm. bit different, but my, uh, my dad, just a little quick note about my dad. He was a, um, he was a gospel singer. Oh, yeah. So we went to some Pentecostal churches. Okay. I, I that you had mentioned in one of your podcasts, you, you grew up in a Pentecostal church. And yeah. I remember just being like, oh, wow, like this is exciting. Like this is like the most exciting. Um, yeah, there was, a, there was an element of excitement to it for sure. There was also an element of terror. <laughs> right. No, I, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. no, it was both there. I mean, I was, uh, um, and I'm, I'm writing about some of that in my book and, and, um, Ooh. yeah, it's, I can't it's, wait to read I mean, those it's, chapters. It's, it was, I think it, it prepared me perfectly for, for my work, you know, like mm -hmm. even I wouldn't change a thing about it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when I, when I, when I, even when I read the story myself, it's like, I can't believe that, that this, <laughs> oh my God, no, I, my daughter, you know, I'll have to lay out my, my life and my podcast at some point, but my daughter is like, mama, you have to write a book. Like you, yeah. you've got to write your story, you know, even if it's just for us, I want to see it. Yeah, all yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think about that with mine. It's like, you know what, even if it's just for my daughters and my granddaughters mm -hmm. or the next generation, you know, it's like, just, just tell it, you yeah. know, as honestly as you can and with as much hope as you can. Yes. You know, and I, you know, I think the there's hope. a way to tell it that's like, for me, this is terrible or a way of, wow, this, listen to this. You're not going to believe this, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's where my life comes from. I'm just like, what just happened? I um, and I just, I just admire you so much for really sharing your life 
um, in your podcast, you know, it's been able, it has really inspired me to be more open and just let the truth run through me um, in this public forum, which is a little scary. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit scary, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you but, know, you asked me about um, a secret that yes. I could share. What is okay. one secret? And I think this is, this mm-hmm. connects with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Is that I would say, so the, the question was, what is the secret that I could share that can help people begin to heal themselves? Yes. Yes. And so I, I thought about that. And I think what I would say is that we don't heal ourselves. Okay. I think we learn to say yes to the unknown and the unknown heals us. Oh, wow. And so nice. when we're scared, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm taking when we're doing something different when there's something you know that is that is like our our future self calling us forward you know and that that is what healing is healing is is that unknown Mm. that's that's there Mm -hmm. and um yeah so keep being scared beautiful Oh my gosh, Laura, that's beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you yeah. so much. I think this is a really lovely spot to end. And okay. awesome. I just appreciate you so much. Thank and you. I can't wait to meet you in person. It's I know. Happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to have a happy reunion. Um, one thing you asked me, um, mm-hmm. I would like to, if we can, um, postpone the, the um, yes, putting it out there until... Mm-hmm. Let me just see, see here. Um, yeah. I mean, you can just let me know if, if the time changes. I really want to just make it very complimentary to your work. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, if we pushed it out to January, is that too long? No, that's absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if there's a particular week, you know, just, just let uh, me know. Okay. Yeah. We'll be in touch about it. And um, yeah, and I'll get you the pictures and the bio and all that so you'll have it. Sure. I might, I mean, I, I don't know if by then I'll actually have the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Do you have a I publisher? Know. Are you all yeah, dialed so up? I'm, I'm, self, <gasps> I'm doing self-publishing, but I, I'm, using, I'm working with the self-publishing school, and they're helping uh-huh. me with, with everything. Oh, I'm so excited yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's really brilliant. Yeah, and it's maybe part of it is, you. That'll be your next thing. Oh, my God. I know, Laura. I feel like, so this is like off the record, right? Um, yeah. I just feel like. This is I your can't... recording. <laughs> well, I'm going to be. Yeah, this will be edited. Um, I feel like I can't really release my life story until my mom dies. Like I just, she was such, and she struggled so much and had so much healing in her own right happening. And I, I don't think I could ever really, I think it would just break her heart, even if I spun it in the most beautiful way that I possibly could. And I just, I don't think I could, I just don't think I can live with that. So I, it's hard, but I do need to write this stuff now. Yeah. Well, it's fresh. You got to trust that because if, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if there's, I feel like if there's any part of you that would not tell the full truth Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you would be worried about her, then it probably is best to wait. Right. So you can tell it. 
tell it as your story. Right. You know, right, right. I mean, no, that's I, great advice. Thank you. I thought my, you know, I don't know what my mom will think or not think. And, mm -hmm. you know, there, it's, it, I'm kind of at the place with my mom where I'm like, if she wants to write her version, she can write her version. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, part of me is that she won't, she probably won't even read it because yeah. she doesn't read. Like she doesn't read anything. Why would she read this? I don't know. Oh, it's so funny. But I, you know, stepping into your strength and your power has just, it, it's very inspiring to me. And I know to many other people too. Thank you, Angela. And I just so appreciate your support and I want to support you and your podcast. And yeah, and so when it, and then when it, okay. you know, because I have my email list. So when it's coming out, I can announce it to my email list and put it on all my stuff. So yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll just, just organize it a little bit later. We'll just tuck um, it away for yeah, I'll get it edited. January. And um, there's no real way for me to share this unless it goes live. Okay. But I think everything that we said was it's pretty low key. Yeah. Conversation. I'll just edit it where we all sound really nice. And um. Yeah, we'll just stay in touch and, okay. and do it when it's when it's right for your launch. I'm so excited for you. Perfect. And Yay. do you if I meet anyone else that I think would be a good fit, do you want me to send them your way? Oh yeah, that'd be so fun. Okay. I would love it. Yeah. 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 And, and I would love to come I want to try to come visit you next year. All right. I, I need to go visit my family. That'd be a nice little bounce from the Tennessee peeps. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. <laughs> be about it's probably about five hour drive. Yeah, that's not too bad. I'm not. I don't know. I'm in. I'm on the coast now. I'm not in Charlotte anymore. Wait, where are you? So I'm Charleston and um, Hilton Head. Oh God, how fun! Yeah, I mean, I'm, Ooh, I'm looking out. So I live on the water now. So pretty yeah. there. Oh, my and God. I didn't know until I got here that there's a, apparently some kind of healing water vortex right here. Because I was like, why are there so many healers here? I make mean, one woman after oh another. They're God. all energy. I'm like, what? Why are there so many energy healers? Oh, I'm like, what is going on? That's and they're like, amazing. yeah, there's a vortex here. So people are, are pulled here to heal or healers are pulled here that need to to kind of expand their own work so they can uh -huh. do their own healing and expand from here. Yeah. That's amazing. I know that, um, that hit that has always felt, I've only been there a few times, but every time I went there, it just had this lovely magical quality. Yeah. It's the very magical here. It, the, this, the air and the mm -hmm. trees, the Spanish moss and the marshes and this, yeah, Ooh, it's I love it. slower paced. It, it, it is very nice here. Oh, good for it. you. Yes. Good for you. I love it. Well, if you're ever in San Francisco, I'll come see you. Yeah, I love it. Okay, <laughs> I, love, well, I love San Francisco too. Oh, yeah. Come come on out. I'm sure you've been out here a number of times. but I, I have been out a couple times, but it's been a while. Ah, yeah. Well, if yeah. you're in the neighborhood, let me know okay. and I will have you over for dinner. Um, perfect <laughs> all right laura bye. i'll talk with you soon okay bye okay. Angela. bye bye have you been considering a holistic skincare regimen i have been using blue beautifully products for a few years and am obsessed with the quality and the efficacy in how they are created with so much love 
I enjoy the Ayurvedic herbs as well as the inclusive nature of other holistic modalities, including science. The founders are scientists. This brand is 100% plant derived. They don't have any of that funky artificial stuff inside. They donate 20% of the profits to help children and women in need around the world and encourage reuse of their bottles. How awesome is that? The link is in my show notes and use the code beautify, B-E-A-U-T-I-F-Y 10, beautify 10, to receive 10% off of your purchase. I'm so excited to share this with you and I can't wait to hear how much you love it. If you are curious about how to realize total body vitality and want to build better connectivity with your body, mind, and spirit, book a free connection call to explore the various practices that may benefit your personal health. Book the call at calendly.com forward slash yogini prana. You will learn so much in this call about your body that no matter if we decide to work together, you will be empowered with a solid action plan to help you begin mastering the five steps to total body vitality in your body.